Welcome to Habs Unfiltered. This independent podcast is featured on the Hockey Writers and iHeartRadio, bringing you honest and unfiltered entertainment and discussion on the Montreal Canadiens and hockey news. Your hosts, Matt Smith, Treg Wilson, and Blaine Putney are proud to be one of your trusted sources. If you are talking about it, so are we. Welcome to Habs Unfiltered. This independent podcast is featured on the Hockey Writers and iHeartRadio, bringing you honest and unfiltered entertainment and discussion on the Montreal Canadiens and hockey news. Your hosts, Matt Smith, Treg Wilson, and Blaine Putney, are proud to be one of your trusted sources. If you are talking about it, so are we. Be sure to go to HabsUnfiltered.net to check out all the great giveaways, all the great sponsors, all the promo codes for each sponsor to save you money on amazing products. Welcome to Habs Unfiltered. I'm your host, Blaine Padvay, and I'm joined now by a special guest, Jake Furlong of the Halifax Mooseheads. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Connor. Uh, I'm really happy to have you here. We, I've been... Uh, I've been doing some work covering some of the QMJHL and it's really fun to have a Halifax Moosehead, one of my, my local junior team come on and uh, I'm really stoked to have you on. So again, thank you very much for doing this. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Now, another, one of the, one of the reasons that kind of tickled my fancy when uh, I was assigned your file uh, to scout was the fact that, you basically live just up the street from me. <laughs> so you uh, grew up playing with the TASA organization out of Halifax, correct? Yeah. And you, uh, you went through the, the Gulls program and everything. Yeah, exactly. So what was it like playing for that level of hockey and then moving on to play for Team Nova Scotia? And like, what kind of dedication is required of someone at that age to be able to move up. Yeah, I think it's just the enjoyment and love for the game. Um, you know, I'm surrounded by really good people, uh, my family, my friends, and you know, we all just love hockey and that's what we want to do. Um, you know, Lane Crothers is my roommate, another kid who plays in the queue. Um, so, you know, we did everything growing up. We a lot of early mornings, a lot of late nights at the rink and, uh, you know, things like that just really help, you know, push us and push each other to, you know, take that next step growing up. Now, you got to do something that not everybody gets to do, and that's get selected in the draft by your hometown team. Uh, you were an early second round pick, and it didn't take you long to break uh, break in. So, what was it you feel that you brought in your first camp that really caught their eye? Yeah, I think I'm a really um, you know cerebral player. Um, you know, I think I see the game and think the game really well. I think that's my strong suit still to this day. I think that helps me a lot. Um, yeah, I just as, as a young 16-year-old, you're kind of going into those camps nervous, um, not really what to expect. And obviously, great guys like Cam White on Justin Barron there, and you know you're watching them. They just play, you know, smart, simple, and pro-style game, and you know that's kind of what I tried to do at the start, and then um, you know grow from there. 
Now you, you mentioned your style of play. You played under, you played with Justin Barron, who for my listeners is he's, he's their new, uh, he's the flavor of the month being a, a Montreal Canadiens podcast. So people are pretty excited to have him. Um, what, who was your hockey idol and who do you model your game after? Um, I think growing up, just being from Nova Scotia, Sydney Cross is always the name that comes to mind. Um, but, you know, as I've gotten older and I've watched a lot more hockey and really focused on defense, but I think a guy like Devon Hayes of Colorado is you know, really intriguing for me. Um, you know, he's a good skater. He's mobile. Uh, he's very smart, uh, which is, you know, the main attraction. And, um, yeah, he just plays good on both sides of the puck. And he's a guy I really like to model my game after. So I've, I've noticed that your, uh, your physical game has improved quite a bit, especially since your, your latest growth spurt that happened a couple of years back. So have you increased your physicality thanks to that, or has it just remained the same for you? Uh, I think it's been kind of up and down. I mean, last year it's tough, kind of tough to play super physical, um, especially, you know, you're young and you're little. Um, but this year, like you said, I think it's taken a big step. I've done a lot of work with our D coach just on that that was a that was a focus for me, um, and yeah, just kind of using my body. It's it's big now, and I can move with it. So um, you know, just using it smartly. And you've been given uh, more responsibility this season. You've been, you've taken over basically the one uh, the uh, the top defensive role for the team. Um, what have you done to? Uh, did you have to do anything to prepare yourself for those extra minutes or those extra responsibilities? Um, no, not really. I think in the first half, I was kind of used like a number two guy, um, number two, number three, just playing defensive, playing at the top lines, and I was doing my part of my own end type of thing. And then, um, you know, second half, we've always had a lot of injuries and different things like that. Um, you know, I'm able to grow more offensively, get that extra little, you know, minutes, like you said, kind of something I've done my whole life is play, play big minutes. And, um, you know, I don't really see an issue with it. It's just, choosing one to be up and down the ice and you know, managing the game like that. Now, consistency, of course, is a huge issue for every player at every level. Um, how do you build up your mental resilience to focus on that aspect of the game? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's funny to say that. I just finished reading a book on that. Um, you know, it's something I like to do a lot of is reading and learning about that side of the game, the psychology of it. Um, and, you know, it's, it's helped a lot. Um, you have to be consistent. You have to be mentally tough because, you know, obviously there's ups and downs in a year and a game and a shift. Um, so, yeah, just, you know, staying focused and staying present is what's helped me a lot. Okay. And now you mentioned playing with Baron last season. Do you still talk to some of the the other alumni players who've moved on? Do they do they keep in contact and provide information or tips? Um, you know, in the summer I trained with Justin. Um, but you know, throughout the year, we've kind of went our separate ways. He's obviously in the A and then the NHL, so I decided to leave him alone a bit, let him focus on pro hockey. Um, but no, in the summer, I'll, I'll talk to him pretty much every day, and I'll hear from him here and there throughout the year. Yeah. So you you mentioned that you like reading and, and learning and focusing on that aspect of the game, which I find helps kind of build the hockey IQ for a lot of players and you've already got that innate ability. You just won the scholastic player of the month, not that long ago. Yeah. Um, like you said, it's, it helps a lot. Um, I think it's really beneficial, um, especially using it to your strength. And, um, yeah. I think schooling, like 
uh, it's very important with me and my family. Uh, it's always been there since I was a kid. It's, uh, you know, that's number one uh, for my parents. And, uh, you know, I just really focus on that side of the thing too. Now, you mentioned kind of modeling your game on uh, Justin Tay's model. Um, and I've seen the, uh, the physicality and the toughness in your game. You, you, you complete your hits, your, your battles one-on-one along the boards and in the corners. Um, is this something you've taken more pride in? Yeah, of course. Um, you know, throughout this year, especially, um, I've been talking to a lot of different people and kind of their thoughts on my game and, um, you know, what will help me succeed at the next level, um, you know, whether it's through the draft or after. And, you know, that's the biggest thing is just, you know, adding that more physical side and, um, you know, being harder to play against defensively. Now, is this an aspect of your game that you put a lot of more focus into? Because it's not just about points. Yeah, um, you know, especially the last couple months since the second half really started. Um, I've had to watch a lot of video on it, um, you know, how certain players use their body and, um, you know, why it makes them successful type of thing. And, uh, yeah, I've had to put a lot of extra work in for it. Um, so during the, during the season, obviously, every team has the DJ in the dressing room. Who is the DJ for you guys? Um, we have a couple, uh, depends if we're winning a lot of games, the guy will stay the same. Um, you know, it's only Elliot Denoye, our captain. Yeah. He has some pretty good tunes. He likes the, uh, the rap and the, uh, the EDM type of music. But, um, if we go on a bit of a dry spell, I mean, we'll switch it up to some country and then, um, that's when Zach Beauregard takes over. Um, you know, he, he likes to call himself a cowboy. So, um, yeah, he takes over. <laughs> Do you guys get him a hat? He's got his own. Oh my god! <laughs> that yeah, yeah, a French a French cowboy. That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Um, so, you mentioned training in the summer with guys like Justin Barron. Is there an aspect that you're looking to focus on this summer before heading into the camp for whatever NHL team picks you? Um, yeah, it's kind of a cliche, just get bigger, faster, stronger. There's not really a main aspect. Um, you know, I obviously want to put on size. I know the NHL is a big game and, you know, if that's where I want to get to, I know I need to get bigger and stronger. Um, you know, I think my skating allows me to, to already have that, you know, solid base, solid stride, and, um, you know, just making that quicker and, um, yeah, just getting bigger. So there's a few, there's a few players on your team that are draft eligible, you amongst them. Um, do you guys kind of discuss this at all is this something that you help each other out with because there there is a lot of pressure when it comes to a draft year yeah i was pretty fortunate to come in with um you know a couple other guys that were in the exact same situations as me pretty much um you know we experienced the being 16 year olds together in a short season uh playing at two different teams pretty much the whole year which is obviously tough and you know we've got a new coach this year a whole new system and um you know, just kind of experiencing all that with them has, has been good. And obviously we try not to talk about it a little bit. Um, you know, we're focused on team success and, and just playing well right now. But, um, you know, if it comes up, we like to talk and, and chat about, uh, you know, what, what each other's doing and, um, you know, just different feedback that we're getting. Now, what have you noticed in the, the approach between the two head coaches? I mean, you had JJ Daniel last year. What's the difference between last year and this year? Yeah, I think it's honestly pretty big. 
um, you know, JJ, um, you know, being my first year in junior, um, I didn't really expect what that level of coaching is and, you know, why it's different than, you know, midget or bantam and stuff like that. Um, you know, he was good for our development. He played us a lot. Uh, 16-year-olds, we got to learn a lot under him. Obviously, he had a pretty good career in the NHL. Uh, but then, you know, with Silva this year, he just came in and, and preached, um, you know, habits, effort, all the little things that, you know, make a player and a team successful. Uh, and, you know, with that comes a lot of, you know, opportunities and skills and you get a lot more room when you're, when you're playing that, um, you know, hardworking game. Uh, and, you know, it's kind of why our, our team has kind of taken off this year, um, you know, numbers-wise with a lot of our young guys. Now, you guys are looking at battle. You're battling for a playoff spot. And it's, it's kind of, it's kind of difficult in the division that you're in. There's a, there's a few powerhouses. How do you guys approach that? And how do you take that as a, a challenge to yourselves as a team to go against them? Yeah, I think we really enjoy it. Um, you know, since the start of the year, we've had confidence in our group. Um, you know, we're confident we can beat those top teams. I mean, they're obviously going for it. They pretty much do everything they can to get a good team for this year. Um, you know, we're in the cycle um, that we're, we're young, we're skilled, and you know, we're going to be really good in a couple of years. But, I mean, even this year, um, we look at every game as a new game. It doesn't matter what happened the night previous or the night last game. But, uh, yeah, like you said, they're, they're tough teams. They're hard to play against. But um, it was a young group. I think it's pretty fortunate that we get to play those good teams this early on. And, uh, you know, we're, we're probably going to see one of them in the playoffs. And that's going to be uh, it's going to be fun to watch, you know, from my point of view, <laughs> I'm not on the ice having to fight it out. So it'll be fun for me. Um, now, you talked about Sly's approach and how he's he's preaching that hard work. <clears throat> Is that helping to build up that that level of grit that you guys are going to need come playoff time? Yeah, I think that's exactly what it's meant for. Um, you know, he's had a plan this entire year and, you know, right from day one, he said he wants to win the President's Cup. And- you know, we all feel the same way. Obviously, it's a long road, and there's a lot of good teams to get through to get there. And uh, you know, it's still our goal, uh, no matter what really anyone says or anyone thinks. You know, we believe in it in our room. And um, yeah, I think playoffs is a different game. It's grittier, it's tougher, and it's faster. But you know, the way we've been, you know, practicing and playing most of this year, I think we're ready for it. Well, if the Montreal Canadiens can make a Stanley Cup final, you guys can definitely make it to the Presidents Cup final. Um, so. Your your draft year is coming up. You're, you're clearly planning a pro career. <clears throat> is your goal to supplant Brad Marchant as the greatest hockey player in Hamas Plains? Uh, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, he's all famer, so I don't know. I won't go that far. <laughs> or at the very least, take his gigantic poster down from the St. Margaret's Bay Arena. Yeah, I wouldn't mind up mind up there next to him. So there you go. That be that would be actually really great seeing the. Uh, I coach here in uh, in the TASA program. I've got kids that play in it, so having them look up to you guys, it, it's it's a really a big deal for players like yourself to have success, not just at the junior level, but moving ahead because they really look up to you guys, and it's it's motivating to them. Most will never make it, but the very least, they see the work that you guys put in, and hopefully, that translates to what they do outside of hockey. Yeah. I- you hit it right on the head. Um, I was the same way growing up. I've always looked up to people that came through TAS and, um, you know, the rank, if you, if you don't know, it's, um, you know, there's a lot of posters and pictures of players that have gone, have, um, pretty good careers and walking by that every day kind of inspired me as a kid. And, 
Uh, you know, just wanted me and me and my buddies that played just wanted to get up there one day. And um, yeah, it's pretty fortunate that we've been able to get this far so far. Seeing that po- uh, that poster of Potty holding a President's Cup that that must be that must be, it must have been the reason why. Yeah, this year is a year that you really want it. Yeah, it's definitely in the back of my mind. Yeah. Well, I hope you get there. Um, not just not just for yourself, but for this like the city, obviously. Um, it'd be nice to see Halifax win another President's Cup. Um, now, before I let uh, before I, uh, we end this and I let you go, um, when you were playing on regular club teams, I, I want to kind of go back to the whole building up grit and physicality. Did you find playing on the club teams more beneficial to growing your game? Because it's not a super team. You're, you're the, you're the man you're, you're going to be focused on. Yeah, I think it's really, really beneficial for me. Um, you know, every level I went up, I was, you know, we had a good team, but, um, you know, we were definitely relied upon, um, you know, over other guys. Um, but yeah, just, you know, getting that extra attention, maybe there's a forward sitting on you in the ozone. Um, you know, finding ways to work around him. Uh, same with these when you're going to play against top guys a lot. So, um, you know, just learning and developing. And, you know, at that age especially, it's all about just getting better and um, developing, which is the biggest thing. So, um, yeah, it was definitely very good. Now, clearly, it being your draft year, you you don't care who picks you as long as someone picks you. And you are destined – well, right now you're slated to be selected somewhere around the late second – third maybe the fourth round somewhere in that range and you don't care who picks you but what team did you grow up watching um Pittsburgh Penguins was kind of the number one obviously with Sid being from here um but you know I, I liked every team my dad's a big Montreal fan so I watched a lot of them um and you know just all the games are on tv pretty much I'd watch I was I was in love with the game so uh, whatever I can find it would be kind of neat to see you join Justin up in the uh Montreal uh, training camp. Yeah, that wasn't bad at all. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have a familiar face. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, Justin. Uh, Justin, I sorry about that. I had Justin Barrett. I just finished talking about him. Uh, Jake, I, I want to thank you for doing this, um, coming on, giving us a little bit of a, an insight into what a draft year player has to face, and of course you know, go moose, go. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for having me. Awesome. to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness then check out the natural man podcast join me host mike c as we explore all areas of human wellness physical mental and emotional learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health remember your doctor works for you learn biohacks neurohacks ways to improve sleep 
and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain App, and at naturalmanpodcast.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network. <laughs>